Hello everyone, this is Joe Cleary, the host of Nebraska Soccer Talk podcast. Welcome to the final college soccer episode of 2021 and the final podcast episode of 2021 as well. Similar to the beginning of the season, I'm going to recap each team's season with an outlook on what things are looking like for the future. If college isn't your deal, fast forward to the end of the podcast to hear the plan for the high school season and 2022. Be sure to share this podcast and our social media posts with your friends, family, teammates, and coaches. The best part about Nebraska Soccer Talk has been bringing together the Nebraska soccer community and celebrating the programs, athletes, and coaches of the beautiful game in the good life. Uh, before we get started on this episode, I do just want to make a quick disclaimer. As always, I try to get the name, pronunciations, and all the information correctly. I know that I may not have in this episode and in past and future episodes. Um, so if there is something that needs to correct, always reach, feel free to reach out to us and uh, we'll, we'll get it right. Um, but I look forward to uh, presenting this episode and, and covering as many of the college soccer teams as we can. Over in Lincoln, the Nebraska Huskers finished 7-9-2 overall, 3-5-2 in the Big Ten Conference. Nebraska finished 11th in the Big Ten, though this was one spot better than predicted in the preseason Big Ten coaches poll. The Huskers failed to qualify for the Big Ten Conference Tournament. The Huskers were 3-1 in their first four games of the season and 3-1 in the last four games of the season, but the middle of the season dry spell saw the Huskers go 1-7-2. The Huskers had several players earn Big Ten recognition both throughout the season and at the end of the season. Sophomore goalkeeper Sammy Hawk earned back-to-back Big Ten Goalkeeper of the Week honors on August 24th and August 31st. During that time, Hawk and the Huskers went 3-1. Hawk helped keep two shutouts and made 24 saves over those four games. Freshman Abby Schwarz earned Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors after scoring a goal and an assist in the Husker victory over the Minnesota Gophers. Schwarz appeared in 16 games this season, registering three goals and a league-leading eight assists. The Huskers got it done in the classroom, earning their 13th straight United Soccer Coaches Team Academic Award, and they produced a program-best 21 all-academic Big Ten players. High points for the Huskers have to be the five-goal destruction of former Big 12 rival Missouri and the three-game win streak to close out the season. The start of the season and the end of the season helped the Huskers finish slightly below average but the middle of the season was a tough time, which included a one-goal loss to in-state University of Nebraska-Omaha and a loss to the University of Iowa, where the Huskers gave up a 3-0 lead. Moving forward, the Huskers do have some reasons to be hopeful. The Huskers outscored their opponents overall this season and only got beat by two goals one time. 27 of their 29 goals were scored by freshmen or sophomores. Sammy Hawk returns in goal for the Huskers next season and will be expected to carry most of the load as McKinsey Short has transferred to Oklahoma University. We are unsure of which seniors may be returning to the Huskers to take advantage of the COVID year. The Huskers did announce five 2022 signings that included local talents Lauren Anglum from Papillion La Vista, Ella Gayat, also from Papillion La Vista, and Emma Prasovsky from Marion. All three of those players play in the ECNL for Gretna Elite Academy. Back in Omaha, the Creighton Blue Jays finished 7-10-2, 1-8-1 in the Big East Conference. Creighton finished ninth in the Big East after being picked to finish fifth in the preseason coaches poll. The Jays also missed out on Big East postseason play. The Jays started off the season on a high, going 6-2-1 in non-conference play. This included wins over two NCAA tournament teams, Summit League champions South Dakota State 
and Big Sky Champions University of Montana. During this time, the Jays set program records, including consecutive shutouts, consecutive minutes without allowing a shot, and consecutive minutes without allowing a goal. A couple Blue Jays received individual recognition during the season. At the beginning of the season, defender Maddie Radke earned Defensive Player of the Week honors for her performances and victories over Montana and Drake. A couple weeks later, defender Jordy Rothwell earned Defensive Player of the Week honors for her performances in the victory over South Dakota State and the draw with University of South Dakota. Ansley Atkinson was one of the Division I leaders in assists before her season-ending injury. Rothwell and Radke joined Atkinson and many other Jays on the IR. Ada Kardovich finished with three goals, two assists, and a second All-Big East first-team selection. High points for the Jays include their bright start to the season during non-conference play and its regular season draw versus nationally ranked and eventual Big East champions Georgetown University. The low point in general for the Jays has to be what could have been in conference season. The rash of injuries to keep to key players obviously hurt the Jays, and it has to be frustrating to know this group probably had more to show talent-wise than what they were able to do uh, what they were able to this fall. Uh, the Jays will return a lot of players, um, and there's also understanding that the Big East is a very difficult conference, especially compared to the non-conference schedule that they saw. The good news for the Jays is that they could potentially return almost all of their key players, and they've added several talented players from the Midwest to bolster their current squad. No local signings to talk about for Creighton yet. Last but not certainly least, we have to talk about the Omaha Maverick women's soccer team. The Mavericks were the only Division I women's team to finish above 500. UNO finished 9-8-2 and 6-3 in the Summit League. The Mavs qualified for the Summit League Conference Tournament as the number three seed, where they were also picked in the preseason. And they fell in the semifinals to eventual champion South Dakota State University. Both Omaha goalkeepers earned Summit League Defensive Player of the Week honors this season. In early September, Mia Ritz was the hot-handed goalkeeper earning the award after earning two draws versus Minnesota and Missouri State. The week previous, Ritz was a part of shutting out Nebraska and Northern Colorado in a pair of one-goal victories. October was the month for fifth-year NAIA All-American transfer Rachel Thigpen. She was a 5-1 starter. She was 5-1 as a starter and earned back-to-back wins and shutouts during Omaha's North Dakota road trip with victories over NDSU and UND. Five Mavericks earned all Summit League honors. Margaret Levine earned first-team honors again. Grace Ostergaard earned second-team honors again. Mosena Avisi, CeCe Behrens, and Thigpen all earned spots on the Summit League newcomer team. Point leaders Sophia Green and Andrea Daves were both snubbed from postseason on-field awards though Daves did earn academic all-league. High points for the Mavericks has to be the four-game stretch for Southern beat the University of Nebraska and Northern Colorado, as well as earn draws against Minnesota and Missouri State. The Mavericks also proved clutch late in the season, going 3-1 and against the Dakota schools to secure their spot in the Summit League tournament. The Mavericks finished the year with bragging rights as the most successful Nebraska D1 women's squad of 2021. The Mavericks return a lot of talent and minutes moving forward, Coach Tim Walters also had another successful year on the recruiting trail, including locally. The Mavericks will bring in three Nebraskans, Brina Whitaker from Scutt, Lauren Schmidt from Papillion La Vista, and Kayla Hostler from Lincoln Southwest. Maggie Gunderson, a standout from Thomas Jefferson and Council Bluffs, will graduate early and begin college soccer and school in January. We'll take a quick break before getting over to the men's side of the Division I scene in Nebraska soccer. Over 
to the men's side of the game, the Omaha men's soccer team had an excellent spring season, making it to the NCAA tournament and winning their first round game. Unfortunately, they were not able to repeat the spring. The Mavericks finished 6-10-1, 4-2 in conference. They earned the three seed in the Summit League tournament after being tabbed as Summit League favorites in the preseason, but they fell 2-1 to Oral Roberts in the semifinals. Two Mavericks earned Defensive, defensive Player of the Week honors this fall, First, Dominic Downis earned the award for his performance in the 2-0 win over the University of Missouri-Kansas City. Dannis, a center back, not only helped keep a shutout, but he also scored the first goal of the match. Second, goal, second goalkeeper Nathaniel Salah earned the award after helping the Mavericks shut out Denver en route to the program's first win in Denver in program history, which is a pretty big deal. Six Mavericks earned all Summit League honors. Defender Fitzroy Cummings and attacker Kenji, Kenji Mbamadam were named to the first team. Creighton Preps, Ed Gordon, and Central's Stevie C were named to the second team, along with defender Neville Morgan. Morgan and Salah were also named to the all-newcomer team. Two major high points for the Mavericks have to be their victories at Denver and versus Kansas City. The Denver Pioneers are the chief rival of the Omaha Mavericks men's soccer team, and there have been some great battles between the two teams in the past. Any victory over Denver is going to be big. But to win on the road against Denver for the first time is something that will be remembered by all Maverick fans, current players, and former players as well. The win over UMKC is big because the Ruse had beat the Mavericks twice last spring, but the Mavericks were able to get one back on their opponents just to the south. The low point has to be losing out in the Summit League tournament to Oral Roberts and falling to crosstown rival Creighton University. The Creighton-Omaha game is always high drama, and this year was no different. The Mavericks could be set to graduate a lot of their talent, but I fully expect Coach Warming to reload the talent of his squad through many different avenues, including incoming freshmen, international players, and the transfer portal. Omaha will for sure return their two defensive players of the week, as well as talented forward Mbamadam. The last Division I team that I will recap today is the Creighton Blue Jay men's soccer team. After a spring season where they made the Big East tournament but missed out on the NCAA tournament, the Blue Jay team returned with a mission to complete this fall. The Jays finished 9-8-2 and 5-4-1 in the Big East. They qualified for the Big East tournament, losing in the first round 2-1 to Villanova. Despite this, the Jays qualified for the NCAA tournament. They won their first round game at number 10, Missouri State, before falling narrowly 1-0 at number 2, Tulsa. The list of Jays who earned weekly honors is too long for what we are trying to do in this podcast, but I will highlight a few standout performers from this season. Goalkeeper Paul Cruz had a fantastic season in net for the Jays, if you scroll the Blue Jays' Twitter feed, you'll see a lot of highlights of what he did this year. He earned several weekly honors before being named to the All-Big East third team. Cruz was one of the best goalkeepers in the country, and I would encourage you to check out assistant coach Aiden Reynolds' statistical analysis on Twitter for that breakdown. I'll link to that in the show notes. Callum Watson was named to the All-Big East second team as well as All-East Region third team. Charles Augusta joined Cruz on the All-Big East third team. Last but certainly not least, the most decorated player of the squad, Diego Gutierrez. Gutierrez earned second team All-American honors, unanimous first team All-Big East honors, and Big East Offensive Player of the Year for the second year in a row, and this time he did not have to share it. Um, he also earned honors from Top Drawer Soccer as one of the best players in the country. I truly hope you had the opportunity to watch this young man play soccer in Omaha at some point during his high school and college career. Major high points for the Blue Jays have to be the road victory over then number one Indiana, and then the run run they went on to make the Big East and NCAA tournaments. 
After losing October 9th versus Marquette, the Jays proceeded to go 5-0-1 to earn their way into both Big East and NCAA tournaments. The win on the road against number 10 Missouri State was massive, and a goal that was scored by Gutierrez went viral all over the internet because it was fantastic. You could probably find that somewhere on social media still as well. The Jays narrowly keep capped a special night when they lost to then number one Georgetown in front of 6,500. I was behind the goal where the 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 uh, goals conceded uh, for the Jays to lose the game. That was definitely a low point because maybe just because the atmosphere was so great um, and it would have been really cool to beat Georgetown. Um, and the Jays were definitely good enough on the night to have done so. Just a couple silly mistakes, unfortunately, let the game get away from them. The Jays were one of the most talented teams in the country this season. And they proved that they could they could play with pretty much anyone and they could beat pretty much anyone. However, they definitely let some games get away from them. The Jays return a lot of players, but they do graduate Gutierrez, which will be a big loss. It will be interesting to see how they look next season. No signings have been announced yet for the Blue Jays. Next up are the Division II women's soccer programs in the state. The Wayne State College women's soccer team finished 6-8-4 and 6-6-3 in the Northern Sun Conference. The Wildcats had a good season, finishing with 21 points just out of the conference tournament in ninth place. Katie Hegeman picked up Goalkeeper of the Week honors in September after her 11-save shutout performance against then-nationally-ranked Missouri Western. Forward Madison Kemp led the Wildcats with four goals on the season. And Megan Phillips and Lewis Central's Chloe Schlins were named to the Northern Sun Conference second team. High points for the Wildcats would have been a 2-1 victory over then-regionally-ranked University of Mary and a six-point weekend over Winona State and Upper Iowa University. Low points would have been the two away draws to Duluth and Sioux Falls. The Wildcats have not announced any official signings yet. The University of Nebraska Kearney women's soccer team finished 2-16, 1-10 in the MIAA Conference. The Lopers finished in last place in the MIAA Conference. After the season, it was announced that the Lopers would replace head coach Chloe Roberts. Five squad members earned all-conference honorable mention. They were Dulcie Hanlon, Emery Mounts, Lily Ingeman, Perla Navarro, and Burke's Kylie Moore. The high point for the Lopers would have been their overtime win over conference opponent, again, uh, Newman University. The low point for the Lopers would have been the weekend of September 24th and 26th, where they lost to Emporia State 5-1 and Washburn University 6-1. The Lopers announced six signings before Roberts' departure, including Papillion La Vista South's Mia Lang. With no Division II men's programs in the state, we are going to move along to Division III. And since there's only one Division III soccer school in the state, I'm going to give you a quick recap on how the Nebraska Wesleyan men's and women's teams fared this past fall. First up, the Nebraska Wesleyan men's soccer team finished the season 5-8-3 and 2-4-2 in the American Rivers Conference. This was good enough for sixth place in the regular season conference standings and a berth into their conference tournament. The Prairie Wolves ended this, their season with a close 3-2 overtime defeat at Loris College. Senior midfielder Logan Lawrence from Papillion La Vista South was named to the all-conference team for the second time in his career. Freshman goalkeeper Zach Weiss from Scutt was named honorable mention. A great award and a start for a young goalkeeper who had such a promising high school and club career before heading to Nebraska Wesleyan. 
A high point for the Prairie Wolves would have been their late season victory over Wartburg, which was enough to push them into the ARC playoffs. A low point for the squad would have been the 7-0 loss to Luther. The Prairie Wolves men's side are optimistic for the future with a young, hungry squad, and the coaching staff continues to do a good job uh, recruiting, especially locally. The Nebraska Wesleyan women's soccer team finished the season 5-11 and 2-6 and and in the American Rivers Conference. This was not good enough for postseason play for the Prairie Wolves women's soccer team as they finished 7th in the ARC Conference. The Prairie Wolves had no selection to the ARC all-conference teams. The Prairie Wolves women's squad will look to bounce back next fall with another solid recruiting class uh, from their uh, coaching staff. Next up, the NAIA men's soccer recap. All right, next up, the NAIA men's soccer recap. We will start with the GPAC. In the GPAC, we have four Nebraska schools with men's soccer programs, Hastings, Concordia, Midland, and Doan. Hastings finished 12-5-2, 8-2-1 in the GPAC and found themselves in third place at the end of the regular season. But, as usual, they found their way to the national tournament after winning the conference tournament. Hastings fell in the opening round of the NAIA national tournament to Missouri Valley. Concordia finished 7-8-3, 5-4-2 in the GPAC. Concordia's season ended in the first round of the GPAC tournament. Midland finished 8-10, 5-6 in the GPAC. Midland's season ended in the first round of the GPAC tournament at the hands of Hastings. Doan finished 2-12, 2-12-2. 2-7-2 in the GPAC. The Tigers did not qualify the, for the GPAC tournament this fall. Hastings placed three players on the GPAC first team. Lucas Getz, Jair Arita, and out of Burke High School, Tyler Mace. These three players were joined from the second team by teammate Ryan Lewis. Concordia's Iker Casanova, David Moreno, and Yisin Veseles were named to the second team, along with Midland's Jared Money and Yannick Poland. The following players were named all-conference honorable mention. Doan's Gabriel Calito, Hastings' Jackson Brown, Gorka Martinez, Kai Kanukal, Keegan Gorake-Johnson, Midland's Connor Lambert, Thomas Mulder, and Pietro Musso, Concordia's Decker Matimo, and Garrett Perry. Moving on from the G-Pack, we can't forget to talk about the famous Bellevue Bruins, as they are proclaimed on Twitter. The Bellevue men's soccer program has been a positive story of 2021 for Nebraska soccer. After a successful spring season, the Bruins returned and continue to prove why they're becoming one of the nation's strongest NAIA programs. The Bruins finished 16-3-2 on the season, advancing to the second round of the NAIA tournament before falling to Mid-America Nazarene. Along with the national tournament berth, the Bruins once again won the Continental Athletic Conference Championship and were, one, and were very highly nationally ranked throughout the season. As it normally works, team success leads to individual honors, and the Bellevue squad is no different. Several players earned Player of the Week honors, but I will focus on the outstanding season and career performances from a few members of the squad. The Bruins were led by senior midfield dynamo Toby Millard. Millward becomes the first three-time All-American selection in program history and finishes his career as the program leader in assists, co-leader in points with Anaki Aldeo from last season, and third in goals. Millward was an incredible six-time all-conference selection, as well as a four-time CAC all-tournament team selection. Congratulations to Toby Millward on a fantastic collegiate career. After Anaki Aldeo moved on, the Bruins needed a consistent goal scorer. They found that in Omar Sissoko. Sissoko was named to the All-American third team and was named the CAC Player of the Year. 
He scored 17 goals, tied for the most in a single season in program history. He registered a total of 36 points, which is sixth most in Bellevue history. Senior Andy Wilkinson was named All-American Honorable Mention. This is Wilkinson's second time receiving this honor. The three-year captain was an ever-present force for the Bellevue backline. He is the program's all-time leader in total games played. He finishes his career as a three-time first-team all-conference selection and three-time all-tournament team selection. Two-time CAC goalkeeper of the year, A.J. Jarvis, earned his first All-American honor. He finishes his career as the program leader in games played as a goalkeeper, wins, goals against average, shutouts, and minutes played in goal. He finishes his career ranked third in program history for total saves. The Bellevue Bruins men's side had an excellent 2021 calendar year. And now we're going to slide over to the women's side of the NAIA programs in Nebraska. On the women's side of the NAIA, we have five teams from the GPAC. Hastings, Midland, Concordia, College of St. Mary, and Doan. It was a little bit of a down year for the Nebraska teams in the GPAC. Hastings, Midland, and Concordia qualified for the GPAC tournament, with Hastings going the farthest with a semifinal exit. There were no national tournament Nebraska teams this year, with Briar Cliff and Jamestown getting the bids from the GPAC. Hastings was 13-5-1, and 8-3-1 in the GPAC. They finished third in the regular season and made it to the semifinal of the GPAC tournament, where they lost to eventual champions Briar Cliff. Midland was 11-8. 11 and 8, 8 and 4 in the GPAC, good enough for fourth in the regular season. Concordia finished 9, 7 and 2, 6, 4 and 2 in the GPAC. They finished sixth. College of St. Mary finished 7, 10 and 1, 5 and 7 in the GPAC. A ninth place finish that saw them just miss the GPAC playoffs this fall. And Doan finished second from bottom in the GPAC at 3, 13 and 1 overall, 1, 10 and 1 in the GPAC. It does have to be said that the GPAC is a super competitive league on the men's and the women's side. And you know, I said it was a down year, but Hastings still won 10-plus games. Uh, Midland still won 10-plus games. Concordia almost won 10-plus games. You know, um, they, they, it's a good good conference that's a, a tough to do well in. Uh, postseason individual honors saw Midland's Kisa Omerovich and Concordia's Grace Sonken, Sonkson make the first team. Omerovich and Sonkson both originally from... Lincoln, Hastings, Dakota Schubert, and Midland's Emily Ambrose round out the Nebraska school representatives on the first team. On the second team, College of St. Mary sees Omaha native Kylie Anderson and Papillion native Abby Wilson receive recognition. Hastings' Jacqueline Gilbert and Holly Boswell get second team nods as well. Concordia's Maddie Haugen rounds out the second team for Nebraska representatives. The following players were named honorable mention. Abby Anderson from College of St. Mary. Callie Ward, Allie Downing, Downing, and Michaela Martinez of Concordia, Daniel Dubovi and Peyton Cooley of Doan, Taryn Newman, Carolyn Hopkins, Caitlin Chavira, Dulce Lopez, and Kaylee Lunzer of Hastings, and then Mackenzie Smith, Michaela Chase, and Chloe Dietz of Midland. While no GPAC Nebraska teams found their way into the NAIA National Tournament, the Bellevue Bruins women's side were one of the two NAIA National Tournament participants from the CAC. The Bruins finished 8-11 overall, but qualified for the NAIA National Tournament by making it to the finals of the CAC Tournament. The Bruins ended their season with an opening round loss to Central Methodist. The Bruins were well represented in the CAC All-Conference team. Sabrina Stauffenbeel earned CAC Goalkeeper of the Year. She started 19 games, playing over 1,700 minutes and making 91 saves. Waverly native Emma Moss and Bruna Bielski joined Stauffenbeel on the the CAC first team. 
Bielski led the Bruins in goals, assists, and points. Bellevue West grad Courtney Wallingford earned second-team honors. Omaha native Morgan McKelney, Bennington graduate Sinai Bernal, and Amber O'Reilly all earned honorable mention honors. Last but not least, we are going to cover our junior college teams. Just like in the preview, this was a little bit more difficult to do as some junior colleges do a better job than others keeping their website updated and promoting the accomplishments of their players. Because of that, we won't be covering all of the junior college teams, but we will be highlighting some of the top stories from this year in junior college soccer. The first major story to talk about is the emergence of the Northeast Community College Women's Soccer Program under the direction of Coach Chad Miller. The Hawks returned to the NJCAA Division II National Tournament for the second time in two seasons. The Hawks finished 17-6-1 overall, 9-1 in conference, 17 wins as a program best for the Northeast Community College Hawks. Before making the trip to Wichita for the National Tournament, the Hawks captured both the Region 11 and North Plains District Championships. Individual honors, of course, followed such a great season. Coach Chad Miller was named the ICCAC Coach of the Year. And along with assistant Lauren Hirsch was named as the United Soccer Coaches Midwest Region Staff of the Year for the NJCAA Division II. Coach Miller was also named Plains District Coach of the Year. Four Hawks earned first-team all-region honors. Naomi Pedroza and Sarah Pedroza out of Hastings each garnered a first-team spot, and they were joined by teammates Romani Germendi and Kaylee Lincoln. Kyler Bowman, Jessica Clinton, Erica Darby, and Brianna Mendias were named second-team all-region, while Hannah Chevron, Chervin, and Caroline Stallman were honorable mention. Overall, just a fantastic season for the Hawks, as Coach Chad Miller has done a great job of building a very solid junior college soccer program in Norfolk, Nebraska, with, like, I think the perfect balance of recruiting from in-state to out-of-state to international players. A quick roundup of the other Women's junior college programs in Nebraska. Western Nebraska finished 2-11-2. Southeast Community College finished 5-10-2. And, and Central Community College finished 2-14. Over on the men's side, I want to highlight the Southeast Community College Storm. SCC are a relatively new program. I believe it is only their second year, but they showed some massive growth this season. And I think that is important to be highlighted. The Storm finished 7-8-1 overall and had three players named to the Region 9 All-Conference team. The three all conference players were Baklav Borovica, Torn Penner, and Josh Pelling. Their high point would have been their five game winning streak at the end of August into the beginning of September. Central Community College men's soccer had a winning season at 9 7 and 2. Chris Asguieri, Mark Ackerman, and David Jimenez, along with Nicoba James and Ivan Lopez, were all conference selections. Central saw their season come to a heartbreaking end in the region semifinals. Western Nebraska finished 8-6-2, a winning season for them. Their season came to an end in their region semifinals where they lost to national tournament team and perennial power Laramie County Community College. Western Nebraska has a young team and expects to be competitive again next season. The final recap and recognition we are going to give doesn't belong to a Nebraska school. I am recognizing them for a couple reasons. Um, biasly, I do work at the school and some of the student athlete with some of the student athletes, so it's good to see what they can achieve off uh, outside of the classroom and on the soccer field. Secondly, Council Bluffs is just across the river and it is a part of the Omaha metro area. 
Uh, thirdly, both teams have players who plied their trade in Nebraska on the squad, and they send players back across into Nebraska's four-year schools and into Union Omaha sometimes, a professional team. Iowa Western men's soccer were NJCAA Division I national champions, while the women's side were a national tournament team once again. The Reavers men's soccer team won the national championship after beating Arizona Western 2-0. Giorgio Probo and Ibrahim Conde were the goal scorers as the program captured their second ever national championship. Probo was named MVP of the tournament. Conde was named offensive player of the tournament. Yuta Ishizuka was named to the all-tournament team. And Coach Mike Brown was named coach of the tournament. The Reavers finished the season with a 21-1 overall record. 83 goals for and only seven goals against. Nebraska players that factored in for the Reavers were Wawa Palga, Junior Casillas, Alvaro Jacinto, and Luka Nedic. Palga appeared in 21 games starting 10. He registered six goals and three assists. Casillas appeared in 19 games starting five, registering 10 goals and four assists. Nedic appeared in 21 games and earned the honor of first-team All-American. Jacinto appeared in 16 games. Moise Pambito and Yuta Ishizuka were also first-team All-American selections for the Reavers. Ishizuka, Pambito, Probo, and Jiwoo Lee were named to the All-East Region team. Coach Mike Brown and his coaching staff were named Midwestern and National Division I Junior College Coaching Staff of the Year. Congratulations on a national championship and a fantastic overall season for the players and coaching staffs from the Iowa Western men's soccer team. Iowa Western women's soccer made the NJCAA national tournament for the 10th time and won their 11th central district title. The team finished 16 and three in route to their sixth regional championship in a row. Two of those losses came at the national tournament in Florida. So they were 16 and one in the regular season. Jessica Slater, Nydia Clark, and Ella Pelletier were all Nebraskans who made appearances for the Reavers. After the season, head coach Adam Sanchez and his staff were named Midwest region coaching staff of the year for the NJCAA Division I Women's Soccer uh, by the United Soccer Coaches. Judy Gonzalez, Paula Boza, and Maria Cantel were named all named to the All-West Region team. Cantel and Boza were also named to the All-American team. Congratulations to the IWCC Women's Squad on another solid season. Uh, my last words on the college season was that it was good to see everyone back on the field playing, coaching, and competing. While this podcast primarily focuses on Nebraska-based players and teams, there are many players and coaches throughout the country in Nebraska ties. I just want to give a quick shout out to all the players and coaches who are from Nebraska who are competing out of state. If I am ever able to manage it, I hope to expand the coverage more, eventually do more with the player, with all the players and coaches that have ties to our state. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Nebraska Soccer Talk College Recap. Or if you fast forward to this section so you could find out what the plan is going forward, that's great, too. There will be a link in the notes on this podcast and social media. But I am looking for individuals who want to be guests on the Nebraska Soccer Talk podcast headed into the new year. So if you click into the notes on this podcast or if you check out our Twitter, um, there will be a Google form that you can fill out. If you are a player or a coach from a high school team in Nebraska, and want to jump on and talk soccer, please visit the notes section on this episode or click over to our Twitter and click the link. If you are a parent, player, coach, or fan and want to nominate someone, you can also do that. Just make sure to fill out the 
uh, Google Doc as uh, completely as possible. I want to continue to engage with as many members of the soccer community as possible and provide the community with as much content um, from all over the state as we can. With Chase now coaching Gretna High School girls soccer, I will be the lone representative of Nebraska Soccer Talk for much of the high school content. I'm going to make every attempt to make it to at least one boys game and one girls game each week. We're going to try and have games of the week, players of the week, teams of the week, etc. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm also hopeful that schools and players will be willing to share highlights so we can possibly even put forth a goal or save of the week category as we go forward into the spring season. Also, I have finally set up the Patreon page for those who want to donate heading into the new year. For $2 a month, you can be a part of the Nebraska Soccer Talk community. You can support the content creation and take part in some exclusive content from Nebraska Soccer Talk. I do want to make sure to recognize that the individuals that have supported already via Venmo, um, you will be grandfathered into the page as the first patron, so no need to redo your donation. Um, I really appreciate your support from this last year. Um, finally, Nebraska Soccer Talk will also be in attendance at the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Kansas City this year, so if you plan to make the trip, please let me know and hopefully we can meet up. Have a happy new year, everyone.